The University of Kansas Health System is proud to be the official healthcare provider of the Kansas City Current. From youth athletes to the pros, we put player care first to turn their dreams into reality. Learn more at kansashealthsystem.com slash kccurrent. She's done the research. You know, I measured the big boy's booties for like two years. She's analyzed the data. If you can keep that big booty down, like if you are a big boy, if you're very tall and you can keep your booty down low, then you are far more successful. She's crunched the numbers and the results are clear. The back of booty isn't as good, as it turns out. If she picks a dog, she'll have the math to back it up. It's not like Travis Kelsey is done. My dog is my dog is very excited about this, just so you know. It's Cynthia Freeland of NFL Network. Now in the zone with Jason Anderson on Sports Radio 810 WHB. All right, we continue right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Jason Anderson with you, Josh Briscoe, Dylan Michaels. We are hanging out on the parade route. It is getting ready to go down. Grand. Getting ready to go down grand. Our coverage of the parade brought to you by Trailside RV. Celebrating the Chiefs' victory with an extended RV show price at TrailsideRV.com or visit Trailside RV showroom on I-70 at Grain Valley, exit 24. The buses have not started moving yet, so if you were wondering if you're on the uh, parade route or even if you're heading down here, which, good luck. They are... Uh, they are on their way down, uh, or they are getting ready to uh, start, but they have not moved yet. We are talking with Cynthia Freeland, NFL Network analytics expert, while the chop goes on in the background here at the parade. Cynthia, welcome in. How are you? I mean, I'm not doing as well as you guys, but, you know, I, I, I'm, still, I'm still pretty good here. <laughs> yeah, we are. Not uh, at the parade, unfortunately. Look, I don't know if anybody listening on the radio is enjoying themselves, but I know I am. <laughs> <laughs> we are we are playing catch. We're up on a balcony right now, overlooking a Grand, where the parade route will be. And uh, there are footballs being thrown back and forth uh, across the street. There's footballs being thrown up to us on the balcony. Um, so we are having a lot of fun and just simply uh, reminiscing and talking about this team, this group of players. I want to give you a shout out and a big congratulations and a and a pat on the back and a feather in the cap because. Um, Cynthia Freeland, for those that don't know, last week on this show, on the air, she said, I'm taking the Chiefs 25-23. Which means, Cynthia, you got it wrong. So did I. It's okay. We all got it wrong. No big deal. Uh, but 25-23. Well done, Cynthia. I didn't have overtime, but you know, I'm I'm not mad about it. You know, I'm not I'm never mad when it turns out good. <laughs> no, it was uh, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. Um, so I, I I'll just uh, so you you thought that's what was going to happen, except for the overtime part. But I'll get in general, you know, your takeaway of the game, and we'll look a uh, bigger picture and some other things with this team. But uh, sort of your takeaway from the game and the Chiefs finding a way to win. Well, number one, it's never going to get old watching Patrick Mahomes establish and keep going through what is probably and very, you know, look, I do probabilities. So we are probably seeing the greatest quarterback we'll see in our lifetime. And it's fun to watch. So the fact that it wasn't even just like Patrick Mahomes or Travis Kelsey for the absolute game where like was, I mean, I know he was huge in that drive, but the fact that everyone else gets involved was so fun and so interesting. And, we're in the middle of something really special. So you're at the parade right now, but the rest of us who aren't fortunate enough to be there, 
we can we can watch and say uh, we are watching history right now, which is pretty darn cool. It's so difficult to quantify, and I know you try to do that with uh, with everything being you know the analytics part of you. I I just you know this is somebody who the last time they played San Francisco in the Super Bowl had struggled until Jet Chip Wasp until that third and fifteen because on a second and fifteen Patrick Mahomes missed Tyreek Hill. He underthrew him. And, you know, it, he, he just missed him. He underthrew him, and the ball came out of his hand a little bit wrong, and Troy Aikman talked about it. He's like, that's not a difficult throw for Patrick Mahomes. And they reviewed the play. They went, and, and the rest is history, the throw for Jet Chip Wasp. And then he was brilliant the rest of the way. And in this game, while the Chiefs had struggled, and they went from the second half against the Ravens to the under two minutes against the 49ers without scoring a point, uh, did the Chiefs' offense. In the last two drives, Cynthia, end of regulation, needing a field goal, in overtime, needing a field goal. So both times have to have it or you lose and the the season's over. He went 13 of 16 for 100 yards, a quarterback rating of almost 114. He carried the ball four times, and three of those resulted in a first down. Is there any way to quantify somebody that just simply goes, oh, wait, it's the most crucial part? Cool. Now let me go play football. I mean, Patrick Special, like – Sometimes it's just as easy as saying that some people are better at football than others. It's just it, it, it's just a fact, right? And I know it's a team sport, and I know that you know there's something that we can't quite exactly get to the bottom with with numbers. And I, I wouldn't want to even try, but there's some people who just have that extra spark. You know, I we I go back to all of those things that say like Patrick's heart rate was more elevated on the sideline than when playing in those clutch situations. And that's just what we're seeing. You know, like, that is, unfortunately for the rest of the league, like, this is just who this person is. <laughs> and it's, it's great for us to watch, and it's a lot of fun. But if you were, like, I don't know if there was a single person that was in was there uh, at the game that didn't know, like, uh-oh, this, this is no, like, when they, and, and over time, only kicking a field goal, like, everyone's like, oh, darn. Like, they should have really gone second, not first, right? Like, but, yeah. Like, you know, that is, I don't I don't think anyone felt good. And, and especially, you know, I was talking to Deion Dawkins. Obviously, the Bills know this better than anyone. He's like, yeah, 13 seconds, man. Like, that's it. Like, that's <laughs> it's, yeah. it's the truth, right? No and one felt 13... good about that if you're a Niners fan. And it's funny watching the uh, the mic'd up last night of Inside the NFL on CW um, that uh, after they kicked the field goal, Justin Reed coming off the field and saying, you think that's going to win it? <laughs> you think that's going to do it? Like their whole goal was hold them to a field goal. If we hold them to a yep. field goal, we win the game. And that is an unbelievable sort of feeling for a defense. And they almost, I mean, it was third and 15. It was an incomplete pass. McDuffie got got by Jennings. It was a great route by Juwan Jennings. And I'm glad there aren't yep. people complaining of, how can you call that hold that late in the game? You just can't simply a champion. They've let oh, him yeah. play all game. We don't hear that this year. Um, heard it last year because it was a penalty on the Chiefs. <laughs> but they had him at that point. And, and then when they picked up that first down, it's like, okay, you knew you could stop him. And if you hold him to a field goal, you feel like the game is over, and and they were able to do that. And walking off the field to have sort of the attitude and the cockiness of, <laughs> you think that's going to do it? Uh, yeah, game over, guys. I mean, I think that just goes to show you, like, an energetic level of, like, like fatigue, right? Like, sometimes the adrenaline kicks in. Like, that defense, I feel like even if it had gone another possession, meaning the Chiefs had only had to kick, kick the field goal or whatever would have happened, right? Like, we've gone to the second overtime situation 
it still would have carried over because there's something about like seeing that level of that level of you know the, the Niners started to look tired, and that's I think why they decided to start with the ball. Like I, I'm still confused why they chose to to go first, but wh- whatever. Like you know maybe give their their defense a blow there, but I I don't know. Like it just felt like the Chiefs' adrenaline kicked in right at the right time. Let's talk about that. Cynthia Freeland is our guest because that's been a big takeaway from the uh, Super Bowl. Would you, if, if you're in that situation, obviously we know if Kyle Shanahan had to do it over again with the information, he should have then kicked and not taken the ball because the Chiefs wanted the, to, to kick the football. If the Chiefs won, they were going to kick off. If they won the coin toss, they were going to kick off. If they lost the coin toss, uh, they thought they were going to get the ball. Uh, but that was not the case. Would you rather have the information or rather have the first crack at sudden death on the third possession? You know, I think I'd rather have the crack. I, like, I don't know. It, it goes both ways to me for this because the thing that people, like, I do think, let's say, had been exactly even time of possession, then you would want to go second to know what you needed. However, I feel like given the, the time of possession differences or what you know about your specific team, Meaning, you know, Kyle Shanahan, he is, Brock Purdy's still only a second, like, again, second season quarterback, and not even really because he only played like five games in his first season. So, you know, some of it is about, like, get, putting people in a position to succeed. So I'm not entirely sure, given the, given the, like, nuances of each team, what the right decision is. But if I have, if I have Patrick Mahomes, I'm not, like, if I'm Kyle Shanahan, I just feel like, I would go second because Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. is going to for sure. Like, I feel like the touchdown is imminent. Or, you know, then we know what we need. But you have to know who you are in those situations. I don't think it's a cut and dry one decision better than the other. It's, it's just not. So, and, I'm sorry, yeah. go ahead. No, 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 no. I, I just feel like that's – like, there's just not one that's better than the other is how I feel like. And it, and it sort of ties into what we were talking about with Patrick Mahomes, that he can change the calculus, that maybe if we look at it, it's like 51-49 says that you should get the third possession, so you take the ball first, and then you can have the first crack at sudden death if both teams get the same exact score. I mean, if you go down and score a touchdown, you've now forced the hand of the other team, et cetera. But if you're then saying, okay, but what if the other guy's name is Patrick Mahomes on the uh, on the other side of the field? And right. it's like, uh, right. you know, the example I use all the time is what you used with us, the analogy. It's great, and I've, I've uh, stolen it from you. I've given you credit every time. Uh, you but that, like uh, good. Yeah, but, I mean, you, you put the, uh, the route in your phone for a map as to how to get to a place, and it'll give you yep. three or four different um, you know, ways to get there, and one might be three or four minutes slower, but you feel like you know what? That's going to be an easier route for me to take. the The numbers would say take the one that's uh, that's twenty two minutes, and uh, you're going to take the one that's twenty five minutes. That doesn't make sense. Well, the one that twenty five this twenty five minutes, I know a little bit more of information there that maybe just the raw numbers don't. So I know Patrick Mahomes is over there, and the raw numbers right. don't know that Patrick Mahomes is over there. So I don't want him getting four downs. That that's the other thing is I don't want him <laughs> saying I've got four downs because on that fourth and one, if they had the ball first. I don't. Right. I mean, I can, does Andy Reid go for it there and and essentially in the game if you don't pick it up, or does he punt it and say, you know, my defense has been awesome all year and this is how we're changing the way we're playing. We've come around to being a complimentary football team and relying on our defense, and we're going to do that. And Tommy Towns is going to punt it deep, and we're going to hold this team, and they're not going to be able to kick a field goal. 
or does he go for it on fourth and one and feel like his hand is forced? There was no choice. They had to, and they picked it up, and they scored a touchdown. Right, exactly. I mean, look, like the the interesting part about all those decisions is, you know, people are saying, like, I got a lot of calls being like, well, what's the optimal decision do you want to take? I go, well, to be honest with you, there isn't an optimal decision that we can tell yet because, number one, there's only been two overtimes in Super Bowl history. It's a brand-new rule. The whole thing is different. Mm -hmm. And number two, it's never going to be as cut and dry as, like, what an optimal decision is because there's always going to be, like, again, like, uh, would you have expected a guy running on the field to really hurt himself? No. Like, there's a lot of things that are nuanced there that aren't particularly, like, conducive to – what is the right decision? You know, I, it's the right decision for you in that moment. And there aren't enough moments even to say there's not enough data there to say, hey, on the, there's a majority or a minority. It's so new. So I, I don't I don't think you can the comps the comps don't bear out yet because we don't have enough information yeah. to really to really you got to go with the best you can do in that moment. And that's I, so I guess my point is, is I don't think Kyle Shanahan's the problem there. He didn't make the wrong decision. He did the best that he could. Yeah, visiting with Cynthia Freeland, and I, I think it's also interesting, and, and maybe it's uh, maybe it matters, maybe it doesn't, uh, with the Chiefs talking about that they went over this in, in training camp and they had uh, presentations uh, the week of the Super Bowl of what they would do if it goes to overtime, and uh, the entire team knew we're going to kick uh, if we win the coin toss, um, and uh, and if they score a touchdown, we're going to score a touchdown and go for two. Like, everybody was on the same page. I mean, yep. does that make them better uh, in overtime if they have that? Maybe it makes them more confident or, or, or feeling a little bit better about it. But it's certainly different than Kyle Juszczyk walking on the field. And, again, last night, mic'd up, Kyle Juszczyk walks on the field and looks at his teammates and goes, you know, if we score a touchdown, the game's not over. He goes, I didn't know that. Uh, so, yeah, we, we they, they get the ball no matter what. It's like he found out walking yeah. on the field uh, that uh, that they uh, score a touchdown, the game isn't over. So, uh, I don't know. Does that change their mindset all of a sudden? Like, oh, my God, you know, well, now we've got to do this or do that. I I have no idea. But, you know, the more information that's out there, then maybe the better off we'll, we'll see if, uh, you know, in 20 years we may look back and go, no, Kyle Shanahan made the right choice. And we also may look back right. in 20 years and go, yeah, he made the right choice if number 15 wasn't on the other side. <laughs> you know I mean? Right. I mean, you're, to, to be fair to Kyle Shanahan, like, you're never going to make a good decision. Like, it's, you're going to make a decision, and you're going to live with it, and 15's on the other side. Like, those things are yeah. all at the same time true. <laughs> you're 100%. going to make a decision, you're going to live with it, and 15 still could, eat, like, crush your soul. It's just, it's just going to happen that way. And, and that's 15's charm. <laughs> Visiting with Cynthia Freeland, uh, NFL Network analytics expert. Um, you know, I was uh, planning on talking about in the first hour with Josh uh, this topic about the defense, but we never got around to it because we were just having fun getting ready for the parade, which the uh, the buses are now starting to roll. Uh, Yay, the uh, Chiefs cheerleaders, it. yes, leading the way, um, and uh, and some mm-hmm. others as well. With I've seen Drew Tranquil about five times already uh, wearing a tank top. Good for him. That's the difference in the weather <laughs> this year versus uh, last year. People were bundled up, and in 2020, after they beat the 49ers, it was like five degrees. It was you were really braving the elements. Today, it's going to be 60 degrees. Um, so just uh, just beautiful. Um, and by the wow, way, Drew Tranquil, enjoy it, man. Enjoy it. Enjoy it, Drew. I mean, it's such a big part of this. Um, but but we didn't get into conversation in the first hour that I was going to about the defense. And, and I do wonder, Cynthia, because Patrick Mahomes is the story, 
because he's got three Super Bowl MVPs and, and been a part of three Super Bowl championships and the records and the numbers and the uh, the late-game clutchiness of uh, Patrick Mahomes, do you think the defense will ever get their true uh, 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 compliment and flowers, as the kids call it these days, uh, the true respect of how good this defense was this year and how good their play was in the postseason in these four games? Or will it be glossed over because defenses don't get the credit unless you've got a, uh, a Brad Johnson or you know, you've know you got a Jake DeLome or something like that? If you've got a Patrick Mahomes, the defense can't really get the true credit. I mean, maybe not in like this national narrative of, like, you know, oh, blah, 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 like, whatever. We, we'll talk about Patrick Mahomes because, again, he is so special. But I thought that Steve Pagnolo got an extension today. Yes. So in the real world of football, I do think the defense is getting its credit. Now, will, will that be the story today? Oh, no, it, it'll be a newsflash that only real football people see. But I think that Kansas City fans and people, the Chiefs kingdom, does get it. And we'll see it. So it might not be like talking heads yelling at each other, being about, oh, that's defense, blah, 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 blah. But I do think that the actual football people know. So where it really counts, I do think it'll end up, it'll, I mean, and look, and where it should count, which is <laughs> Steve Spagnuolo's pocketbook, it certainly hit there. So, you know, on, on some level, I do think that it will get its fair due, just maybe not, it's just not as fun to yell about on last year you know media outlets than than us right here where, where we talk about real football yes that's right cynthia freeland is our guest mm-hmm. uh, analytics expert from uh, the nfl network um you know not necessarily you know a, a numbers thing but you know how much do you think it it matters and has been a a, a benefit to the chiefs that you know you mentioned uh, steve spagnolo that news came out right around 10 o'clock the chiefs announced that they have extended yep. steve spagnolo uh, the news came out on Monday that uh, Joe Cullen was returning, and Joe Cullen, the defensive line coach to Chris Jones, continues to credit with uh, his career and uh, so many defensive linemen that uh, might just be generic players on different teams. George Karloftis's uh, development as well. Uh, Joe Cullen is returning for another season. He was up for the uh, the Seahawks uh, DC, the Commanders yeah. DC, Michigan Wolverines. We're talking about hiring him. And he returns as a defensive line coach, Dave Merritt. People have talked about deserves a defensive coordinator job, but he said he's not looking for a, a coordinator job until his kids are out of high school, and he's got a freshman right now in high school, <laughs> which is great. Um, I, I don't know the, the numbers thing, but but how much do you think that's a that has helped this Chiefs team in that uh, that continuity has been there, and this defense, you know, year one to year two. Uh, but also the coaches there and teaching the system and teaching the technique and knowing exactly what uh, what is expected. How much has that benefited this Chiefs team to have a defense like this that they needed because the defense had to keep giving the ball back to Patrick Mahomes in the game for Mahomes to eventually go into the uh, phone booth and put the cape on? I mean, it's it's massive. I, I don't think you can underestimate how much. See, there's such a double-edged sword about having all of your people be a turnstile and leaving. It's great because you're seeing the respect that other teams are giving your team by trying to steal all the coordinators. However, it's really difficult on players and staff and all of the different necessary components. I mean, if I'm if, like, maybe here's the thing about Steve Spagnuolo that I love. You know, I don't know if there have in the history of the league, there's ever been a better defensive coordinator than Steve Spagnuolo. Because number one, they all try to leave to become a head coach and then, they, and then they, even if it 
If it doesn't work, then they don't necessarily want to go back to taking a coordinator position. Okay. Well, you know what? I feel like maybe more people should look at the model that he's given and said, how many, you know, it's pretty fun to get these rings. Like I got one that say New York Giants on it. I've got them that say Chiefs on it. You know, I, I feel like there's a lot to be said for being the most exceptional at your craft. And that is what, that is what he's done. So all of those things are really important in maintaining. And, you know, you've got a lot of young players. On, like there's, in many ways, somebody said this to me on Radio Row, they're like, George Karloftis has no business being this good this fast. Meaning, you know, he's exceeded their expectations. Even even at a high draft pick, like he's still doing better than the high expectations that people had for him. So a lot of that has to do with their coaching and the continuity of the D-line and the continuity of all of it. You're, like, Brett Beach has a really difficult decision. Who do I pay? Do I pay Ladarius Deed? Do I pay Chris mm-hmm. Jones? And you know what? Because you have so many young players, Tim McDuffie, uh, George Karloftis, it's, it's not going to be as detrimental to the Chiefs no matter what decisions are made. And that's a huge credit to everyone involved, from Brett Beach and his staff, all of the coordinators, all of your staff, all the way down to, you know, the, the most brand new quality control coach that you have. You know, all of them, every single way. Visiting with Cynthia Freeland, NFL Network analytics expert, um, how many Super Bowls for Patrick Mahomes in his career uh, when, before he's done? You know, the the interesting part, this team was not, and, and I'm, I'm not speaking out of turn here, I don't think anyone would disagree, this offense specifically and team, you know, this was not the team that we – we thought would be the easiest, had the easiest path wow. to win the Super Bowl. I mean, everyone talks about on Christmas, you know, even Andy Reid said, like, Antonio Pierce gave him something about to, to think about with complacency and how to move forward. So I, I, if you can win a Super Bowl with a team that on Christmas did not look like this, I, the sky's the freaking limit. You know, I, I think it'll be very, uh, it'll be very easy. I, I, I'm hoping that we'll get past Tom Brady news so that I don't have to fight anyone to say that that Patrick Mahomes is eventually better than Tom Brady but you know like let's let the rings do the talking but you know I I I certainly think that there's no reason that that couldn't very easily be the case yeah um I said uh before the Super Bowl last year before they faced off against the Eagles uh somebody had asked me like oh how many Super Bowls is he gonna get and and I guessed five I said you know what I I really do think he can get five Super Bowls in his career. Uh, and I say going into this one, it's a big one uh, for him to get the uh, the win against the Eagles. If he gets this one, then I feel really good about getting five. Uh, if not, then then we'll see. But I think that uh, somehow this is a Chiefs quarterback that I can reasonably predict and not sound like I am uh, crazy or dreaming or high or I don't know, whatever, uh, <laughs> to say that uh, this team can get uh, five high. Super Bowls I with this quarterback. <laughs> Well, I'm on the third uh, uh, level right now on the balcony, so I am quite literally uh, that right now as we look down grand to see the uh, the parade, which has started rolling. Um, it is still at the uh, very beginning of the uh, parade route. So 1245 for those listening will be the celebration at the Union Station. Uh, for the second year in a row, where uh, last year, Cynthia, uh, Chris Jones started chanting, uh, run it back. And then uh, Patrick Mahomes well, ended the uh, ceremony by saying, we'll see you guys here next year. <laughs> and um, and mean, he is going to. I feel to. like he better say that again. I mean, uh, Josh and I talked. We think the uh, the easiest bet on the board is uh, somebody saying three-peat. 
Uh, that's uh, yep. that's going to be the easiest bet on the board. <laughs> Somebody's definitely Agreed. going to say Couldn't that. agree more. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, I mean, if, if he gets close to Tom, I mean, we'll get into those conversations about best and goat and all of those things. But he is just simply the best player I've, I've seen play the quarterback position. And um, yeah. it's just it's just brilliance that, that he goes out there with. And, and that, to me, is what makes – to me, it's what, what makes the last two years so impressive is that, you know – in in 2020, it felt like the Chiefs were the best team in the NFL, and and they were 14 and one when their starters played, and they didn't win. The the Buccaneers won. Okay, last year without Tyreek Hill, it was the rebuilding year. You've got to change some things right. over, and maybe it's the Bills' year, right? Maybe it's the Eagles' year, maybe it's the Bengals' year, but it's not the Chiefs' year. And and this year was definitely not the Chiefs' year. And and if you're going to be a dynasty like the Patriots or some of these others. Like, you've got to get some Super Bowls that are unexpected, right? Like, you've got to come away with one or two Super Bowls, and it's like that. How did they win that one? Well, the answer is overtime. (laughs) 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 That is exactly how they won that one. Overtime with McCall Hardman. (laughs) That is exactly how they won that one. Uh, Okay, who do you think wins next year? Last one, uh, we'll ask you this and uh, and get you out of here, Cynthia. Who wins the uh, Super Bowl next year? Is Patrick going anywhere? Uh, he is not. Uh, he's okay. going down grand uh, right now um, on the uh, on the parade, but uh, he is not going anywhere in a Chiefs uniform. You know what? Here's here's what I'll say. I think we're going to have a red and green Super Bowl, and by that I mean I think that, and I hate to say this as a Lions fan, but I think that uh, a good Chiefs-Packers moment could be looming, and that could be interesting. Okay. Chiefs-Packers. Hey, you know what? I'll take it right now. That means uh, the Chiefs will be there. Cynthia, you have been here all season long, and we have loved having you. We've loved talking with you. We've really appreciated it. Had a lot of fun, as always, and uh, we'd love to catch up periodically throughout the offseason and uh, certainly uh, look forward to our conversations next year already. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. I love Chiefs Kingdom. You guys are – I mean, I'm going to be very honest. The Chiefs fans were hilarious and so much fun to watch. I think that if I had to say – you know, even before the game started, these fans had the better time in Vegas. Just, just so we're, <laughs> just so we're clear. <laughs> That's good to know. That is good to know. Uh, Cynthia, thank you so much. We appreciate it. And uh, enjoy the rest of your day. And uh, looking forward to our next conversation. Can't wait. Have a great one. Enjoy the parade. I wish I was there. Yes, uh, oh, by we the will certainly. Still never seen the Chiefs lose in person. That's a good point. That's a great point. You were at the game. It's still undefeated. Still undefeated. undefeated. Yeah, we gotta gotta get you at every single playoff game moving forward. Um, I mean, Patrick is almost that too in the playoffs, but uh, he's only got three more losses than you in person. But uh, that is awesome. I forgot about that. You were there in Vegas, so thank you for being there in Vegas because it uh, really Patrick Mahomes and Cynthia Freeland put them over the hump. That's what did it. That's what did it. Have a great one. Enjoy. Thank you, Cynthia Freeland. She is great. Uh, Cynthia Freeland, NFL Network analytics expert, uh, joining us uh, here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Um, and I'm, I'm looking at some of the golf. By the way, we're here at um, the parade route, and I'm looking at some of the golf carts because I saw earlier on TV Eric Stone Street and uh, some of the uh, Chiefs Kingdom celebrities uh, are uh, are on some golf carts. Uh, so I've just been uh, checking out some of the golf carts to see if um, who might be out. In fact, is that Eric Stone Street right there? Just got out of the golf cart uh, that stopped at uh, 20th Street right there. I think it might be. He's uh, he. I mean, he. I know he's in one of the golf carts. I thought I saw him in a white jacket earlier today. So um, we'll see. But uh, we're hanging out here. 
Let's go. And now he's walking down and giving high fives to people. So, uh, yeah, he's certainly loved. And right behind him is uh, the beginning of the parade route. So let's do this. Let's go ahead and get a timeout in. We will come back. And uh, by the time we come back, we should have the parade getting close to us. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back. Don't forget our coverage is presented by Trailside RV. Celebrating the Chiefs' victory with an extended RV show price at TrailsideRV.com. Visit Trailside RV's showroom on I-70 at Grain Valley Exit 24. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back, and the parade will be here. More Zone next. All right, hanging out at the uh, parade, Grand. Coming down Grand is uh, the Chiefs personnel and players and everything. Our sponsor of uh, Chiefs parade coverage brought to you by trailside rv celebrating the chiefs victory with an extended rv show price at trailsiderv.com or visit trailside rv's showroom on i-70 at grain valley exit 24 eric stone street made his way through and was uh, getting in and out of the um, the golf cart now there's uh, some military trucks that are coming through with some very loud horns these are i believe these might be some chiefs players on the bus we have a DJ, we have horn honking, we have these giant yes. military vehicles. There are some people in the Oakley um, ski goggles. So I'm, That's uh, a good I mean, start. Isn't that uh, last year what Patrick Mahomes got everybody? All the players and everything. Got them some uh, ski goggles and everything, some Oakley. I can't ID anybody here. You know what I can ID I from a mile away, Jason? What's that? These sweet new aluminum Bud Light bottles. Connoting the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs, Super Bowl 58. You can visit wow. bars along the parade route tomorrow and, and today and around Kansas City for a chance to grab one of your own before they're officially at your local grocery, convenience, and liquor stores at the end of March. So start looking for them around now, Kansas City, and then you can grab them in March. These sweet Bud Light Super Bowl 58 Kansas City Chiefs bottles. I'm going to crack mine open here in just a second because I feel like if the oh, Brewskis yeah. aren't flowing at the parade, I what's mean, what's the, the point? What's the point? I'm not going to keep this one sealed up. I, I'll, I'll keep the. I'll keep Keep the bottle as a souvenir, but the liquid I'm going to put inside of my body. If you went to the parade and didn't have one of those, did you actually go? That's what it kind of feels like. This, this is the moment here that, uh, again, Jason Kelsey would be proud of. Here is uh, Casey Wolf that is uh, making his way down Grand, and oh, the kids are loving it. Kids are loving Casey Wolf. He's uh, that's one thrust, two thrust, and no penalty. He's smart. Wow, he's holding it right now. All right, I think that's we're right. fully reset. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's two again. Boy, Casey Wolf going right up to the line. Casey Wolf just gyrating those hips. Oh, and now he's uh, dropping it like it's hot. It's a habitual line stepper. <laughs> no he doubt. sure is. No doubt. He is um, working that thing. Here are the Some buses. Say it's working it. World champions back to back right. on the bus. Back Let's to back go. On the bus. That's right. Back I to saw back ring, on the I bus. I saw two rings pop I up saw, on yeah, that's right. hands. I'm not sure who that was, but they've got rings on. I know that. Been here for at least two years. For sure. Here comes another bus as well. A lot of the support staff and the That's coaches right. and front yeah. office members, a lot of them end up here in kind of the first few buses. And you know what? And they get rings, too. They get rings, too, and they put in long hours, too. Yeah. Uh, I, we don't we don't have any of their jerseys, but it's very cool. They get to be on the bus here in a moment like this. And a uh, little victory cigar. That's right. And the phone number by uh, one of the uh, gals in the balcony next to us and uh, just below us. She has her uh, phone number uh, written on a, a large piece of paper. 
Um, I'm assuming for uh, people to give her, she looking for a job maybe with the Chiefs. That, that yeah, maybe that's it. It's a great move. She's got like oh, a perfect. gift bag torn in half to hold out, so it's like she got handles on either side. Also, it's really smart, except for the fact that you know the players and stuff will be able to see it. So will everybody else on the other side of the street. Like we have it now if we want. So I think I think maybe Dylan will give it a text later on and and see. Uh, kind of feel like Dylan needs to call it right now on the air. I think that would be fabulous. <laughs> Um, Dylan, what Chiefs player do you look the most like, do you think? I don't know. Uh, Harrison Bucker. Uh, you got the beard for it, dude. Yep. You got the beard for it. You did have some Tommy Townsend flow, some lock That's at, true at some too. point. Are we so saying you... Dylan looks like a special teamer? Because so far we've named a kicker and a punter. Winchester is really what he reminds me of. Dylan, Dylan's built like a position player. I mean, I don't want to put him in a bucket. Don't put. Why would you put Dylan in a bucket? I don't want to do it. No, don't do that. Uh, some more support staff for the uh, Chiefs. Coming along here. A lot of Oakley goggles. I'm telling you. A lot of cigars. A lot of Bud Light bottles. Bottles, cigars, and goggles. We're seeing now, I mean, we saw probably some of the logos of the back-to-back showing up on things. Yeah, that's true. But it's kind of hitting today to realize that we are going to have merch forever that shows that the Kansas City Chiefs are back-to-back champions. We got run-it-back stuff that they didn't actually complete that tour. So they just had to go ahead and take a year off and then come back and start it all up over again. It's un- unbelievable. Yeah, it's amazing that the so the wrapping on the buses here that have the back-to-back, it says uh, World Champions 2022-2023 back-to-back. And the back-to-back is so significant. Obviously, it's significant. But it's so significant that 2019 is not listed. <laughs> That's such a good point. Last Nowhere year, it was on like these. two or three Lombardies. You know, this era or all of yeah. Chiefs history. I know that guy. I know that guy. I made that guy mad one time. It was yeah. sort of an accident. Well, I thought he was waving at you. He was not. I mean, probably <laughs> was, not. He he, uh, he had his index finger down and his <laughs> ring finger and his pinky finger for some reason. I'm I think sure we're cool now. There. Oh, oh, really? Are you? I, I, don't, I don't know. I would disagree based on that. Uh, listen, I, there's sure. a lot of people up here. Maybe he was slipping off her neck. That's probably what he was doing. How dare you be with that man? Oh, we got confetti, confetti cannon. Confetti cannon. There's a confetti cannon going on right now. Confetti cannon. Fistfuls of confetti being chucked into the street. You know, we have uh, we have seen already that uh, there are a number of Chiefs players that have decided to go shirtless. Yeah. Maybe in honor of Jason Kelsey. I'm pretty close. Uh, but Willie Gay is definitely shirtless. Um, if this is the last time he will be doing something as a member of the Chiefs, he will be doing it memorably. And uh, we will get to see almost all of Willie Gay when he's walking down here. <laughs> that is a very artful way of saying that. And I right. think that's beautiful. That's right. Um, you know, he's given the Chiefs everything over his years, and now he's going to show absolutely. us almost everything. No doubt. No doubt. Um, you've got uh, MVS, by the way. Did you see the necklace MVS had with the uh, the diamond-encrusted Super Bowl logo? I don't in think the, uh, I have. Oh, my goodness. It was in the locker room after the uh, game. He's wearing it today. So you will see it. And you will know um, that it's MVS, I imagine, by yes, that alone. By that alone. Here's Clark Hunt with the uh, Lombardi. There you go. Lombardi trophy time. Clark Hunt with the Lombardi, the, the Hunt family. Fantastic. The freshest... Lombardi trophy of the three. That's pretty cool, man. Unbelievable. Three in five years. And the significance of just simply holding one of those 
and you know that it's one of three, and you have to wonder, well, which one is that? Was that the is that 2020? Is that the 20, uh, 22? Is that is that Dylan right there? There's Harrison Butker right there. <laughs> Special teamers. Special Dave teamers. Toe, Dave Harrison Toe. Butker. That's right. Harrison Butker just dressed like an adult, by the way. That's right. Very Why? on brands. Why is he dressing like an adult? He's got his hair is so beautiful. It's so perfect. Seriously, this guy. Beard is shorter, though, by the way. Beards is shorter. Beards is shorter. Harrison Butker's beard is shorter. He's, I mean, look, man. He's a kicking angel. <laughs> he's a, you know what? He's an angel-faced assassin. That's what he is. That's what he is. The, beard, an, the beard scruffs him up a little bit, but even the beard's too perfect. Harrison Butker is an angel-faced assassin. Every time a bell rings, Harrison Bucker wins another Super Bowl. That's three bells. It's three bells. So, Speaking of three bells, here comes Derek Nottie. No, he's not. Not yet, but Aww. three bells, three bells. It was just... I, I see what you were uh, doing there. I do wonder. I hope most of those guys are here. Obviously, uh, Aminahu was, was there in uh, in Vegas, and hope hopefully a lot of those guys, Joe Tooney yeah. maybe, the guys that weren't able to participate at no, the end. Aminahu was, um, was on the, uh, on the float... Not float on the bus with Willie Gay. Okay, cool. So he was around, and he was often walking uh, the street as well with Willie Gay. So if you see a shirtless Willie Gay, if you're listening, by the way, on the parade route, if you see a shirtless Willie Gay, Charles Aminahu will be somewhere near him. At least he was earlier. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we can, with any confidence, describe where Willie Gay is going to be. I believe Willie Gay is right there. See, because I, I think... There's a shirtless man jogging down Grand This right is my now, exact Sprinting point. down Grand. That's Willie Gay right if, there. If there is anybody who's going to end up 100 yards in front of the parade, it's going to be Willie now Gay. Now he's sprinting. Now, I mean, he is just, like, doing... Oh, and now he's doing the wrestling. Hulk Hogan hold the hand to the ear on each side of the parade route. Um, buddy, that's uh, that's Willie Gay right there with the shirt off running down the middle of the street. Man, I hope that bus doesn't hit him. I don't know if the bus would make it. No, he's going to win that one. He's going to win that one. His neck seems to be doing just fine. We've got a special vibe this year, Jason, because you're pointing things out to your son, and I'm just trying to make Renee laugh at my jokes. So far, I've got one, and we've been here for about three hours. So I'm doing pretty good. All the while, we're on the radio. Oh, we are? Yeah. So what we're doing is we're really just broadcasting and enjoying ourselves and bringing the sights and sounds to people on the radio, and hopefully they can experience it with us Yes. and uh, what we're watching, what we're seeing. But uh, the bus is is driving, and Willie Gay is running. That guy's in good shape. He should uh, – oh, his shoes came he off. He just took his shoes off. Took his shoes off. And he's running again with his shoes in his hand and a bottle of something. He's, he's extending his lead. Two bus lengths, three bus lengths. Willie Gay, shoeless. I'll tell you what, man. He's in pretty good shape. Willie Gay, not in bad shape. If he played line, that guy looks like he could probably play linebacker in the NFL, maybe. He's heading over to the uh, some of the fans delivering some high fives. Why? Yeah. I just, I, the only thing, oh, that's Henny. Yeah, that's right. Oh, not Chad. Now he's sitting down in the middle of the street. Not Chad Henny. That's Henny in his hand. Sitting down in the middle of the street, waiting for the bus to catch up to him. Now he's laying in the street, <laughs> waiting for the bus to catch up to him. The man is laying in the middle. The Please bus is don't now, run over Willie Gay. The bus is having to dodge Willie Gay, who's laying in the street, in the sun, with his shirt off, basking. Is that Spags right there? <laughs> I think it might. I is think Spags with the Spags with the vest. Another coaching point right now. That is, it sure is. That is Spags trying to tell Willie Gay get out of the way. And now he's sprinting. He's again. just taken off. Willie Gay is now sprinting up 
I'll tell you what, sign that man. How do you not sign that man to an extension? Or Spags just a delivering a, a few more notes, maybe. Keep the energy. Don't get yeah. hit by the bus. Willie Gay is living it up right now. Willie Gay is going to beat the rest of his teammates by a good 30 minutes. Willie Gay is going to be on stage celebrating a three-peat, and uh, <laughs> Mahomes and everybody else are still going to be on buses. <laughs> Willie Gay is actually going to get to the stage before the Super Bowl ended. <laughs> yes, he and Taylor Swift can both go over the international date line in a way that is extremely, extremely impactful. Oh, it's amazing! It's amazing. You know what's funny is, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, checking out and just uh, some of the coverage and everything this morning. How many of the kids here? We're like, um, hey, who do you want to see? Pacheco. I want to see Pacheco. Isaiah Pacheco. I want to see Pacheco. I mean, he was a star of the parade last yep. year, was Isaiah Pacheco. Yep. Uh, and, I, and he walked the entire route. The entire route. All right, somebody has now taken their shirt off again. There's another Chiefs player that just took their shirt off on 20th Street. So if you are near 20th and Grand, um, you're now seeing even more of the Chiefs players. And more of them. More Chiefs players and more of them. Things we haven't seen. I'm trying to just guess by the hair. Is that Justin Reed? Yeah, it, it, Justin Reed, it could be him. He's far enough away now well, that it's harder to tell. He's This guy, he's in really good shape. Yeah, that makes him harder to differentiate. He's got some uh, defined pecs and, uh, and, and a six-pack. Based on that, I'm going with Justin Reed? Yeah, I mean, I or think... Or a Chiefs player? Yeah, I think there's as good a chance as any... <laughs> You know what? Maybe that might that could be Richie James, just ba- based off the off could the be. locks there. Right, right. Yeah, could be. We'll find out soon enough. But yeah, he's not quite a Willie Gay speed, but he is still really, 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 really far in front of the one other bus on the way. <laughs> it's amazing. It's a, you know what? It's amazing that um, this year these guys celebrating the parade with their shirts off. Last year they had to wear these zero sack shirts over sweaters and hoodies. That's right. It was a very different vibe. That's exactly right. Yep. This is more or less yeah. what it's going to sound like all day out here. No doubt. As Blowing the get kisses closer. to the fans. I mean, I do wonder what bus he was on. Because there was not a bus really in sight. He's just uh, walking sort of by himself. Picking up the, conf- the, uh, the streamers. Wrapping it around him. Looks like our like a chief's mummy right now. That's right, streaming right down Grand. Maybe he got out at the same time Willie Gay did. He might have. And Willie yeah. just kept sprinting. Yeah, you know, that's probably right. He was probably on the bus with uh, Steve Spagnolo, and Willie Gay is sprinting. And he stopped. He's taking selfies now. This is uh, this is pretty cool. There is a little bit of a break in uh, the parade route right now, uh, as uh, a lot of the uh, the buses are still up the street a decent ways. Um, Simply because, like we said, like Willie Gay was sprinting the entire route. You know, they say he's an energy giver, that he's the juice man. He is now the parade outrunner. <laughs> I mean, he's given a lot of juice. I, I mean, don't see a- Willie Gay anymore. He has left my field of vision the other way. No, I think he's probably a Union Station by now. I do think you think Willie he's going to come back at some point, And he'll be the first one to do the parade route like two and a half times? <laughs> he's going to be first and last to Union Station. That'd be a new record if uh, if that was the case. 
Uh, I don't want to get greedy here, Jason, but we could sneak in a little break of our own as there is yeah, a break in the action, and uh, then we will certainly be back before greedy? the uh, the action picks back up. Dylan, let's get greedy. Dylan, let's not worry about any top-of-the-hour stuff or anything like that. Let's uh, sneak in a break here because we got a decent uh, break in the action. Um, there's a few blocks away of these buses, and um, they are taking their sweet time, and understandably, uh, they should take their sweet time back-to-back champions. We will take a quick time out. We'll come back and continue rolling with parade coverage right here on Sports Radio 8 and WHB. It is brought to you by Trailside RV, celebrating the Chiefs' victory with an extended RV show price at TrailsideRV.com. Visit Trailside RV showroom on I-70 as well at Grain Valley Exit 24. We'll take a time out. We'll come back. More parade coverage next. <laughs> 